Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Bengalis in New York show. My name is Arik and uh, we were repping it for, you know, the Bronx, Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, Staten Island, and all over the world. So welcome and enjoy. Hi everyone, welcome to the Boney Podcast. Uh, we have a really special guest today. Uh, Ansha is here. Ansha is a registered nurse uh, who spends her days inserting IVs, connecting with people wh- while they're their truer selves. Um, and she's also a photographer, a uh, part-time photographer. Uh, she has a really compelling story um, that's caused her to be really passionate about the topic we're going to talk about today, and that's uh, mental health. And, um, you know, one of the things I really like about the podcast is I get to talk to uh, people that are interesting, but also learn about things that I'm not really well versed in. And I think mental health is something that uh, I'm really not well versed in, and I just don't know a lot about. So I'm glad uh, to be talking to Ansha. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So you're a nurse and a photographer. So how do you? How are those two uh, professions intertwined? So I think with both being a nurse and a photographer there's a lot of attention to detail for both professions so that that's where it's intertwined in both professions also um you're basically working one-on-one with somebody and they're trusting you in that moment so i think that's where the overlap kind of comes um i deal with a lot of patients every day at my job and then when i photograph i also have to meet uh, you know different people that i've never met before and it's kind of like we have to jump the gun and go from there. Okay. So what do you think um, recently there's such a big focus on mental health? Uh, my nephews and I, we saw The Joker last night. Have you seen it? I haven't seen it yet, but I did hear that a lot of a lot of people talking about there's, how there's like a mental health story behind there is. the whole storyline. Yeah, I don't want to give it away, but I think you know this, right? So there's uh, the main character is Joker. He's kind of... He has a lot of uh, um, uh, mental health issues, and then, but the, I guess the story talk shows how he's, he was kind of left to himself, and you know nobody he was re- nobody was really there for him to talk to, and and it shows how things can go negatively for someone, and so I find it really interesting. Um, yeah, so why do you, why do you think that is like it's like a huge focus now on mental health, and what took so long? I think there's a huge focus now because people are being vocal about how they're feeling and we're trying to all together as a community decrease the stigma in that. I think it took so long because throughout history there's so much that has happened like you know through war, poverty, so many generations going through so much trauma that I think there wasn't even time to bring that to the surface and that's mainly due to the idea of survival. So I think when survival is somebody's main priority, oftentimes things like feelings and discussing and yeah. that you don't even have time for. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. That makes sense. I mean, if, you know, our parents came here. A lot of our parents came here, you know, working blue-collar jobs, and they're yes. just trying to put money, uh, food on the table, yes. and to them to even think about yes. mental health was just like an afterthought, right? Exactly, yeah. It, it's pretty much an afterthought or not a thought at all. Like, if you're trying to feed your family and survive, you know, and do all of this while you're integrating into a new community and a new country with no other experience, 
that uh, topic of mental health gets ignored really easily. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, um, let me know what you think about this. I feel like in, in the Bengali community, it's very binary where you're either, you put in two buckets, you're either crazy or not crazy. There's no nuance and there's no, you know, l levels to it. And I feel like it's difficult to get our people, the old, older generation, to understand that. I agree with that. Um, our older generations and even current generations, I've heard that from, there's kind of like no in-between. I think people think it's really black and white, the topic, but there's a lot of gray in it and there's a lot to be discussed and it's not as easy or simple as one or the other. Yeah, yeah. So what made you uh, become so uh, passionate about mental health? So for me personally, um, from even a young age, I dealt with a lot of difficult situations that later turned into you know even traumatic situations uh, that I'm dealing with even now in coping and healing when I was uh, seven years old my brother Rashad was born and he got diagnosed with spinal muscular atrophy which is a genetic disorder um, and it basically means you can't eat or walk or you know be physically capable from pretty much neck down so witnessing that from such a young age and then up until when he was 17 which is when he passed away two years ago I think that was all like the fuel behind my journey with mental health and like my well-being and really knowing that I have to take care of myself and that this shouldn't be the only reason that I have to. Mm. It shouldn't be something traumatic only that, you know, leads you to discovering yourself and your identity and how you're feeling and actually verbalizing all of that. And you were older than your brother? Yes. Okay. Yes. So how did uh, your, sorry, I've heard you also heard you talk about um, getting your parents to grapple with, you know, uh, talking about mental health. Like, tell us about that. Yes, so talking to my parents about it was definitely a necessity for us um, because we all dealt with the death of my brother collectively as a family unit. So I thought, you know, if I'm dealing with all this, how are my parents even feeling? Especially given the fact that they are immigrants to this country and they've gone through so many other situations even before just this with my brother. Mm, okay. You know, the one... one uh, something... Uh, People will say to the contrary about mental health is that some people um, may use it as a crutch to, you know, make excuses for, let's say, not getting things done. What, what would you say to that? Because, um, you know, Joe Rogan had this, this episode on Joe Rogan where he talked about this. Is like, you know, if you're someone, let's say, that's overweight and you're you don't have too many positive social relationships and you're you're unhappy, right? And, you know, I think what happens is a lot of times doctors over-prescribe medicine and sometimes, uh, Joe Rogan talks about this, is maybe it's a matter of just, you know, going out and getting exercise and developing relationships as opposed to, you know, getting on some sort of medicine that maybe even has more uh, adverse effects. So I think there's two sides to it. There is definitely a piece of accountability for yourself. So if there are things going on with you, it, you know, it's not fair to you and others around you to use it kind of quote unquote as a crutch. Um, there's two differences, I think. I think there's an aspect of your mental well-being that you have to take care of and be aware of and go on that journey. But on the other end, there are 
disorders and illnesses that we do have to pay attention to that are through chemicals in your brain and changes that do require medications. On the topic of doctors over medicating and over prescribing, I think that can also come just from the lack of conversation that we have in our society. So there are a lot of holistic approaches into your well-being that I think just often gets ignored just because of how our healthcare system is and our focus in America on different types of medicine and, you know, jumping the gun on medications. Yeah. So I think for me, Personally, I think that accountability piece is the most important thing for me. So you can have your own issues and need that time to heal in that space. But if that's going to lead to like manipulative behavior or something abusive, that's not that's where I draw the line and that's not acceptable. Yeah. And that's what I'm advocating for in that topic. Yeah. And I've heard people say that, you know, that suffer from anxiety and things like that that it's sometimes this level of sadness just comes from nowhere um, and you know that has nothing to do with someone being lazy it just comes from nowhere you wake up and you feel this sudden emptiness and you know they can't explain it so you know there's nothing they can do about that and it's you know certainly a chemical imbalance of some horror and you need you know you, you need to talk to an expert about that so yeah and, and the other thing you talk about I've heard you talk about is therapy uh, and the importance of that um, you know, what can you say about that? And you know, so I guess the um, uh, negative perception, I guess, in our community, especially our community, especially about you know seeking therapy. So with therapy, I think my opinion on is that on therapy is everybody should seek therapy and therapeutic resources for their own well-being, just as a check-in point, just to see how they're doing, and just as a guide, kind of to help them through you know everything in life it doesn't necessarily have to be something traumatic or you know something horrible that's happened to you it's it it should be a normal thing like an annual physical to me Mm. um in terms of the stigma against it i think in our community it's just assumed like if you're going to therapy it means there's something wrong with you but so my goal is to change the conversation to make it like no it's just as regular as a doctor's visit that everybody goes to and it's normalized yeah um so how do you think we can start changing that mindset in the Bangladeshi community i think the Bangladeshi community in order to change that it's to one have conversations like these and you know kind of spread the word and show people that there is it's a perceived stigma not something that actually is there i think it's important to acknowledge that when you do go to therapy all these positive things can happen and i think by showing people it'll be easier than telling them so it's more trying to like not isolate the topic like okay look you know this parent went or this person's going but you know it nothing's happened to them this year necessarily that's traumatic they just had to go in for a check-in because they were feeling stressed and maybe try to open the conversation of okay what are things that you want to talk about you know maybe you don't feel comfortable going to a therapist right away but how can we open that conversation just in the community between friends and family members um, so not necessarily even like, okay, you need to find a psychologist right now, but how can we even just start talking about our feelings to begin mm-hmm. with? Yeah, I mean, listen, you know, it's tough because like yeah. in the biology community, 
we don't even talk to each other. I mean, it's difficult yeah. for uh, us to talk to our parents about yeah. certain topics that have nothing to do with even therapy, just yes. about normal stuff, yes. about just life and, you know, having this uh, double identity, right? You know, in our community and an outside community and, you know, uh, you know, fitting into life here and then also make, trying to make our parents happy. So getting them to talk about that kind of stuff is difficult enough and then on top of that having therapy. Uh, have, you know, speaking to them about therapy is even more difficult. Um, I, I wanted to ask you about, you know, we met on social media, right? Like you follow Boney and um, that's how we, we know each other. What are, you, what are your thoughts on social media and its impact on mental uh, health? I definitely see a huge impact on social media and mental health. Um, even for me personally, like some of the accounts I follow now on a daily basis are all surrounded by mental health. And I think bringing out that conversation on the platform that everybody's already a part of is great because it's kind of in your news feed, you're reading it, you're exposed to it. People are starting to ask questions and it's kind of creating that network of where the isolation isn't there as much anymore like as people are starting to share their feelings and be more open about mm. it i think before it's more like okay if it's similar to like how technology has evolved now so if before nobody was talking about it and you wouldn't see it anywhere it was almost like it didn't exist mm. now it's kind of like in everybody's face and you know you're you kind of have no choice but to engage in it and you know if you're aware enough to yourself you'll ask questions and that's kind of how I think it's been evolving. Yeah, that's definitely the positive uh, of, of uh, social media. But I was also thinking, uh, you know, in, uh, individually, I feel, um, what, are you, what are your thoughts on, uh, you know, as, uh, for, I mean, males and females, especially but for males, you know, seeing, uh, you know, there's a, there's a concept of FOMO, you know, fear, fear of missing out. If you're already, um, you know, in a place where you're not happy and then you're, on social media and you see you know people going on extravagant vacations and going out to dinner every night things like that and and you know a lot of times for a lot of people that adds to you know their state of mind uh, in a negative way you know and, th and things like that so uh, have that is that something that you've thought about or have to have discussions with people you know that are affected that way yeah I've definitely had discussions about it and I think for me I think with social media, it does highlight all these like curated things about people's lives, but it's also up to us to be accountable for what we see and how we filter it for ourselves. Yeah. So it can definitely make somebody's anxiety worse, for example, to see like, okay, this person's living their life like this, and maybe it looks like they don't have any problems, but it's also on us to acknowledge like, okay, this person is posting this specifically, and it may not represent who they completely are. And even if it does, I think it's that key of like, you know, not comparing ourselves. It's it's natural and it's human nature to, to compare that, yeah. all the time, you know, and as a society, that's a lot of things that we just see on a daily basis, competition, you know, people think growth even comes from comparing and things like that. But I think if you yourself are on that journey, it has to be up to you to decide on how you're seeing it and how you're affected by it. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the accountability I was talking about before. Yeah, and you know, I, and I fear, I fe I'm fearful. I have a sister who's 13 and I'm always wondering like what she's seeing online. You know, at that age, you're just questioning everything about yourself and then, you know, you see these quote unquote filtered people with yeah. their perfect lives and their perfect 
you know faces and and I wonder you know what that's how that's affecting her and her um, you know sense of being and just one you know thinking you know she needs to be perfect like that and yeah it's scary um, you know I, I'm, I'm, I'm older and I didn't have that you yeah. know I I didn't I didn't grow up with social media really social I mean Facebook came out when I was my last year of college yeah so I didn't have that in yeah. high school or junior high I can't even imagine uh, how that would be like yeah um, it would be tough I mean because you know you go to I went to school and I would sort of see people that would project that but I would I would go home and I yeah. would escape that right I didn't have that in my face all the time so it's uh, it's very difficult I feel I you know I definitely feel for people um, going through that now um, so yeah and I feel like it's just everything in moderation and again just acknowledging what you said just knowing that some of these people that post like yeah. if somebody's like a you know a fitness expert like yeah. they're posting themselves for that yeah. purpose like because yes. they're trying to show okay you know these, these are this is what you do to make yeah. them fit so there's a reason they're pushing that and yeah. you know they probably have bad days where they pick exactly. up also exactly. um, and you have to you have to keep that in the back of your your mind yeah I think the key is remembering that everybody on this earth is not it is not immune to not having challenges like that's just a fact of life and I think we have to remember just because somebody is not vocal about it or posting about it doesn't mean it's not there and you know even if it is there it's still up to us to kind of focus more on ourselves and not have that comparison or maybe you know appreciate the things that we see but not necessarily envy it or become jealous of it and then I think what what you were saying about um, your younger sister like I too have younger cousins in that age group and it is different for them like you know they have social media they have all this presence that we didn't have when we went to school it was kind of like okay you saw something you went home and kind of lived your life and continued it versus now that continues on when you go home it's 24 7 you have access to it on your phone so I think having those conversations with the younger population is also important on just kind of checking in like okay how do you feel when you see these things and I think that helps a lot and that's something that we maybe didn't have at all when we were younger like somebody asking us like oh what are you feeling about this that you're seeing and things like that yeah so you're a nurse how long have you been a nurse I've been a nurse for almost five years now yeah what well actually I don't want to ask you a hospital but uh is there a particular um, type of risk? I'm sorry, I don't know how I don't know how the professional risk. Yes, yeah, so I currently work in oncology, so oh, okay. with cancer patients. Oh, wow. um, I work at an infusion center, so typically patients will come in to get you know, chemotherapy, maybe blood products, hydration, mm. and things like that. Well, my wife worked in an uh, oncology. Oh, clinic. okay. Yeah, QMA in, uh, in Queens. Yeah, and yeah, so it's it's cra- It's unfortunate, but it they're always busy. It's, yeah. it's like they're. People are always getting cancer. It's just it's it's insane. I mean, we've cured so many things, and cancer just does not does not go. Away. Yeah, no, it's it's challenging. There are a lot of patients coming in, and because you're in that setting where you only see the oncology patients, you kind of wonder like, wait, does everybody have cancer? And then you kind of realize like, okay, well, I work in this unit, so obviously that's all I'm gonna see. But there yeah. definitely is like a high prevalence of it. So that's interesting. So when you do you have you come to a point where you're you see so many patients with cancer that you become like sort of stoic to it and people expect people and do if people see you that that way do they get frustrated that you're not as traumatized as they are I actually haven't really come across that I mean people will ask me like oh how do you do this every day doesn't it get exhausting or you feel like a little jaded from it Um, but I think it's important to like reflect on every patient you have and like talk to your coworkers, other nurses, other physicians, other healthcare workers and kind of 
have that conversation of what we're seeing what we're dealing with and i think on the side that's where like therapy also comes in i think in healthcare professions it's so undermined the whole feeling aspect like you're expected to go to work take care of a patient and then kind of go home and just eat dinner mm. you know but so i've been trying to really stay in tune with what i'm seeing and not just throwing it under the rug yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, what kind of stuff are you doing? Um, uh, I know you, you do a lot of speaking, and I know you uh, you're on this really great episode of um, uh, another podcast, the Desi Mindset Condition. Condition, yes, um, it's a really good episode. Uh, if you haven't listened to a podcast, you check it out. Um, what what other kind of stuff are you doing to, I guess, raise awareness for mental health? So there is a platform on Instagram called um, the Bengali Mental Health Movement. So I've been working with them. I'm going to be a moderator and facilitator for them for when they launch um, an initiative called ALAP. So, you know, yeah, it's cool. So basically ALAP, you know, in Bengali means to talk. Um, So that initiative is going to focus on creating workshops, community events and awareness for mental health. We kind of want to pull together resources, have like a really proficient database and library of psychologists and therapists, social workers, everyone to make like more easily accessible. Um, And our focus is on the Bengali community. I've met some of the people that have joined already. It's like a bunch of other um, young Bengali females that have joined. And we're going to see where it goes with that. Yeah, I'm familiar with them. Yeah, they do really good. Yeah. They do really good works. How do you um, manage all the time for all these? People ask me all the time how I have managed time, and uh, I struggle to answer that. But how do you manage to do all this stuff? You're a nurse. Um, you have obviously you have family and you're a photographer and are you doing all this side stuff? How do you manage time? For me, um, with nursing, my schedule is flexible, so I don't work every single like work weekday. Sometimes I'll work a weekend shift. Um, I work four days a week, so I mean I, I still do the forty hours, but I'll have like that one extra day off that a lot of people don't have. So I feel like that helps me a lot um, with managing my time. I think also it's prioritizing and planning ahead of time like you know like how I reached out to you earlier like okay this is the only time frame that works for me what works for you so I think just finding the time and also having the passion for all these things like I know I'm not when I'm not interested in something it doesn't matter how much time I have or I don't have I just will not be able to commit to it so I think really being passionate about all this is what keeps me motivated enough to make the time for it um, but I think it's also important like for self-care to know like what your limits and boundaries are so that helps me also like if I can't commit to something I just will say no because I'd rather fully do something and commit to it rather than commit and like you know half do it like only partially okay so what's uh, what kind of stuff do you have uh, coming up um, do you have any uh, and what are like what are some of your goals for um, upcoming future related to mental health and your your photography so with photography my goal is definitely to just keep working with different people meeting different people and kind of seeing where that can go I think once um, the initiative with Bengali mental health movement takes off also that I could definitely incorporate both I'm sure we'll be needing a lot of you know help with social media and kind of spreading the word so I'm sure my like artistic side can come out from that and planning and you know taking pictures with them too um and my goals would definitely be while working with them to really get the word out and work 
in the community. Um, so right now we're really trying to figure out ideas and brainstorm of how we can spread the word better. Um, right now it's on social media, so we're kind of wondering how to bring that in person yeah. and really engage with the community and maybe yeah. other community leaders. Yeah, that's important. Yeah, I, I, I want to do that more. You know, Boney's, uh, we're doing well on Instagram and Facebook, but I, 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 I've been intentionally trying to do more things outside in real life, um, you know, with weather meetups and hosting events and doing some fundraising for, uh, you know, some Bengali politicians, um, uh, because I think that's important. Instagram is cool. And I also feel like it's very fickle. Like, I've, I'm old enough to have seen multiple social media platforms come and die. Yeah. Um, so I just wonder how much of a lifespan Instagram right. still has. Like, I, you, know, you probably don't even know Friendster. Like, I was on Friendster, yeah. like, a long time ago. That was before MySpace. Yeah, it's like Stonex yeah. times. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Stonex times. So... And uh, you you don't you don't you just don't know and like my sister she's thirteen she just she's not really on Instagram, um, yeah. And uh, my nephews who were were here uh, they're not really on Instagram like that. Uh, so yeah, you just know you just never uh, you just never know and it's really important and just to also meet people. So I'm glad we got to meet. Uh, I know we've spoken a lot on on um, on Instagram, uh, but yeah, it's really good to just go out and meet people. I, I enjoy that. And podcasting, I love this more. I actually enjoy podcasting. I've told people this. Nothing against Instagram, but I actually enjoy this a lot more than the Instagram stuff because I feel like I get to learn a lot from people and I get to meet people one on one and have good conversations with them. I agree. I think like the face to face connection is like what really will bring about change. Like it's great to have all this awareness on Instagram, but yeah. to bring that into person and you can kind of target like any age audiences in real life. Like you're always going to have human interactions no matter what. Like you're going outside, you're in public, you know those interactions are always going to happen versus if you have the convenience of a cell phone or you know you have to log on to something and yeah. it's and it's also the extra effort like whoever comes and makes that time commitment in, per, in person is there for a reason and really wants to be there and they're committing their time so yeah. they're probably gonna engage more in what you're saying and take that home and really remember that because it was a, a significant chunk of their day and you know we're all really busy in New York, so I think honoring time with somebody else is like one of the best gifts that you can give. Versus like you know a social media scroll or yeah. something convenient where you're already doing twenty exactly. other things and you know talking at the same time on social media. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, thank you for coming on. Is there anything else you want people to take away from um, you know our talk here? Thank you for having me. Um, I think the main thing is it's important we keep having these conversations, and I think it's great the work that you're doing and engaging with so many different Bengali people. Um, you know, like a couple of years ago, I would have never imagined that I'm here on a podcast and talking and raising awareness for mental health. That it honestly feels like a dream, but at the same time, I know there's so much more work to do. So I'm excited for the future, but I know it's going to be a lot of hard work, and I just hope everybody is willing yeah. to engage in that and notice the need that we have for yeah. it yeah and even the, the numbers aren't crazy but if 100 people listen to us and are like oh okay i dealt with this um yeah. you know i work in nursing and i every day i you know i deal with patients and you yeah. know i feel a certain way oh uh, i'm just at the same thing and maybe i can reach out to her and we can talk and you know somebody else is going through the same thing i am so i think that's super yeah. important and that's honestly the, the and that's really uh, what i'm really proud about about Bangladesh in europe some of the things we've talked about and we brought up um 
are uh, things that maybe other people are feeling and they wanted to know yeah. that, that people, there are people like them and that's really, really important. That's the whole reason for it. I so, agree. Um, yeah, and if you have other stuff uh, that you have going on, just let us know. Uh, we'll uh, promote it. And, uh, yeah, again, thank you for your time. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks. Gotta be honest, with diamonds and pearls, yeah, yeah. Bengali is in New York, all over the world. Uh, it's the bony show. Uh, hey, can you handle this? Representing the boroughs where the bangles live. From the slang we spit to the gangs we with, it doesn't matter. We the essence of the Bangladesh. I say, hey, come on, can you handle this? Representing the boroughs where the bangles live. From the slang we